Welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So, let's take a look at today's topic. I'm going to get a little controversial today. A lot of you who listen a good bit go, you mean just today? Now, today we're going to talk about leadership and choosing leadership. And I'm going to opine on some thoughts about, hmm, the current way we choose it, is it the best? So, a chief I know recently retired. Matter of fact, this week, retired. Um, you know, there's an assistant chief and there's, you know, and, and, and for those of you who aren't in law enforcement, you need to understand that when a chief retires, there are openings created all the way down through the ranks. I mean, just a, just a major ripple effect because you'll need a new chief and then you'll need a new assistant chief and then you'll need, you know, if, of course, the new chief comes from within the ranks. You know, if a current sergeant makes lieutenant, then there's a, there's a sergeant's position open. And, and folks begin to vie for that sergeant's position. And, and on up the line, on up the ranks, depending on how you've broken this down, chief, assistant chief, major, first lieutenant, I mean, whatever it is. We all know that. And we all know that <clears throat> the <laughs> many who eh, maybe haven't been so productive when there's no opening, all of a sudden become super cop, right? I think I've spoken about that before, but we're going to talk about leadership today. And I'm going to ask a question is, is leadership always best found within the agency when it comes to a chief or a sheriff? Hmm. I guess we'd have to take a look at the agency and the relationships within the agency. In other words, if you've got a chief that's been there for, <clears throat> I don't know, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, whatever, chiefs typically tend to hold on to those jobs uh, a lot longer than sheriffs for, for the most part, but we'll get to that in a minute. So if an agency needs, I don't know, maybe it's gotten a little stagnant, Maybe there's some grumbling in the ranks. Can't get anywhere unless you know this person or that person. And a lot of this is different on larger agencies. I mean, let's face it. Do, do you think the chief of New York or L.A. or Atlanta or Detroit um, can walk through the halls and and, and say hi to their officers by name without looking at their name badge? Not all of them. Certainly not. There's just too many. There's just too many. So that's a little bit different. But 
for many of our agencies, you can do that. I mean, there's about 18,000 police agencies in the United States. And, and there's only a handful, maybe two handfuls if we get really generous with the numbers, of agencies that we would call tier one or tier zero. In other words, so large that they're the biggest agencies in the United States. And, and the rest of those, so let's say 17,990 of those are your, your smaller to mid-sized agencies. They, they, they really hold up the law enforcement uh, of, of the United States on their shoulders. They really do. They're, they're doing the bulk of the work across the United States. Nothing against our larger agencies. Obviously, they're like running an entire country. But... We get into the, the well, frankly, the, the, the politics of it, right? You know, you got to look, you know, how, how did the chief make chief? You know, how did the assistant chief make assistant chief? Did the chief choose that? Did the council choose that? Did a, did a panel of command staff choose that? I mean, I know when I made detective, I, 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 it, was, it was a whim, to be honest with you. Uh, I had a sergeant a long time ago who uh, I was, I was uh, just out of being, well, I was still a rookie, but just out of uh, field training. And that sergeant told me, he said, put in for everything. E- even if you're technically not eligible. He said, it's just, it's just good practice and, and, and it gets you understanding the process. So I did. Detective came up, I put in for it. It was a night shift, graveyard night shift. And... um that that morning as I was getting off, I had an interview and I sat down with the panel of detectives, captain detectives, lieutenant, sergeant, and all the other detectives. And they fired questions at me and I'd just gotten off a 12-hour shift. And frankly, I couldn't even tell you right now how I did. Don't even remember the questions. <laughs> I was just just doing the best I possibly could. And and so it was a it was a team interview. Those who would be working with me. Um I got it. Totally surprised. Uh, but nonetheless, it was a team interview. So, so how are we choosing the leadership? Is it a team thing or is it, is it one person picks the next person who picks the next person who picks the next person? Uh, not, not saying any of this is bad or good. I want us to think about this. Obviously, the one person picking uh, can be rife with potential favoritism. Uh, not saying it happens all the time. Again, th- this is, this is something today, this topic's been on my mind and I don't even really have good answers for this, to be honest with you, but I think it's something that we need to think about and, and, and understand. So let's go back to that. So if we've got a chief who's retiring and, and maybe we've got an assistant chief who was handpicked by that chief and then that chief, you know, picks the next and the next and the next and the next, then then the natural line of progression would be the assistant chief becomes the chief. And then one of the captains becomes the assistant chief and boom, doom, 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 doom. And all all the chess pieces move. Could be fine. Could be great. Could, could have a, 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 a chief that has, has, has picked the right people for the right reasons. The right people for the right reasons. What do you mean, DJ? I have always been a person that says, I want to be hired, promoted, moved, given a new job assignment by my ability. 
not by how, you know, how much I can chat up somebody at a, at an office party or how, how none of that, none of that by my ability, by my work ethic, my output, um, my knowledge of the subject, my ability. I believe the same obviously is within policing who has the ability. Now I've said before that I'm not a big, I'm not a big flag flyer on time equals merit. Uh, this might surprise many people that aren't cops, um, but those of you who are, we can all think of one or two or three or four, <laughs> however many people that, that you know, they're there, they're, they're, they're good at that one thing, but, you know, just neither good, neither bad, just the effort is, that's just what they do and they're fine, Okay. And that person may have been there 20 years and they're very good at that one job, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be good at anything else. And, and so do you promote based on time? Time can be a piece of it, but is it that important that it stands alone? I, I would, I would say, no, it does not. Um, I, it just does not, but, but time is a factor. Education's a factor. Um, I, I believe education is a factor more within the policing world. What do I mean? Okay, you've got an MBA in business, and you're a captain of, 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 of policing, uh, but really the only classes you've taken through your entire career have been just, just the minimum to get through to, to recover your mandate every year. No real branch out into, you know, You've got the minimum amount of, of, of hours. Um, not necessarily bad, but I believe that's, I believe that's a, a piece of it. But you've got, you've got another captain, let's say, that has 10 years. And they've got a couple of thousand training hours at, at the academy on a multitude of things. Interview and you know, um, uh, evidence or uh, policy and procedure, or, I mean, they're, they're, a, they're a lifelong learner in the world of policing. To me, that, that's really important. So there's a multitude of these things. So when we are picking this person to go, are we just picking the next one in line? Or, or are we picking the one that, well, will frankly, has, has the better qualifications? I know, I know I'm, I'm starting to s scratch a painful itch, right? Uh, but, but it's something I've really, really thought about. And so should the chief come from outside or inside? Let's get back to that for a minute. I think that depends on the agency. I mean, if everything's going well, we've got pretty good morale. You're not going to have a hundred percent morale. I mean, you're going to always have the belly acres, but uh, you know, everything's going good. Training's good. Equipment's fine. You know, I mean, we're, 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 we're getting it done. You know, crime rate is manageable and or low. Um, nothing seems to be completely out of hand. It's going great. Um, then perhaps we look at the merit of, say, the assistant chief. What, what hand have they had in those numbers? What hand have they had in, in initiatives? That, that's important. But... If, if it's 
kind of an incestuous relationship in, 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 you know, in this long line. And, and you just kind of feel like the agency needs something different. A, a little shot in the arm, right? Maybe outside isn't a bad idea. And by outside, I mean somewhere from nowhere near you. Doesn't know a soul um, in the department. Can come in and give a completely blank slate look at how everything's working, how it's staffed. I don't mean come in and, and turn the table over. But I mean, come in with a, with a head that is solid in policing, but not knowledgeable of relationships or of attaboys or of things like that. Um, there was a book written, and I apologize, I don't remember the author right now, but please go look it up. It's called The Peter Principle. It was written a long time ago um, by an educator. And, and, and it's not just an education book. I, 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 boy, I, I love it. And basically in a nutshell, the Peter principle says, if you've ever heard the term failing upward, that's all about the Peter principle. So basically what it's saying is, um, you will rise to the highest level of your incompetence. I said incompetence. So, you know, you're, you're, you're a slick sleeve officer and somebody said, yep, you're doing great. Uh, we want you to be a sergeant. Okay. You do a sergeant. You're pretty good at that. Doing pretty well at that. Got some years under you and all of a sudden lieutenant opens and they go, yep, you're going to be a lieutenant. And you get up to a lieutenant and, and by the way, this works for business, education, this works anywhere. And then all of a sudden you get to lieutenant and it, it you just start making a mess of it. it. It's just not your thing, right? I mean, it's just falling apart. Are you busted down to sergeant again, or are you just left there? Are you left to languish? Uh, the, 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 book, the book says that, you know, many times you're going to be left there. And the reason you're going to be left there is because the people that promoted you in the first place don't want to look like idiots for promoting you and putting you back down. And if they do, it's going to be 100% your fault, which you are going to share some blame for even accepting it if, if, if you knew it was, you know, above your, above your ability, but a lot of the blame comes in those who chose, you know, why did you choose? I had a chief uh, tell me once, uh, there was a promotion of somebody into an Intel position. I, I knew the person pretty well, just didn't, did, didn't seem to make much of a fit. Um, person wasn't a numbers person. Uh, communication skills were okay, but not, not what you would expect in somebody who's going to stand up and give these reports. And I said, well, I'm just curious, what do you see in that? The answer was saddening to me. And it was, well, it's just about time for him to get something. Well, what, what? So we're promoting on, well, he hadn't gotten anything in a while. Let's just give him, give him this, throw him a bone. Now, that, that is where we start having issues. So, perhaps it's a search. Perhaps it's a search outside and inside. Open it up to everybody. Who would like to be the next chief of X department? Please apply. And look at all the applications. 
Look at their knowledge, their skills, their abilities, and their time. Certainly, that's important. And pick the right one for the job. The problem with that is many cities, they know each other so, so well that they're just afraid to hurt somebody's feelings. Well, l- let me say, um, the, the right person for the job should be picked regardless of feelings. So let me switch gears for a moment. Um, sheriffs. <sighs> Thought about starting with this one because this one's really going to probably put a stick in a hornet's nest, but I always worried about the fact that sheriffs are elected. Well, let me walk through this with you. Um, if you're elected currently here, right? You run for election, right? And, and you typically run with and or along a party. Democrat, Libertarian, Republican, Green Party, whatever. You pick a party and you run. This is the party's pick for sheriff. You campaign on that. Your debates are all based around the the beliefs and loves of that particular uh, party. And then you're elected. You win. And now you're the sheriff. And you go, well, yeah, what's wrong with that? Hmm. Well, maybe nothing. But whomever you've elected better be a really, really strong individual because you can't convince me that when you're elected and your constituents help you be elected, right? They're the, they're the ones that campaigned, put out the signs, told other people, went to the, went to the voting booth. You can't tell me that you don't have some kind of an allegiance toward those folks because, you know... Um, Depending on where you are, most sheriffs are, you know, four years. I've seen a couple that are two years. Um, but then you have to run again. Well, do you, do you just not want to do it again? Do you want to do it again? How important is it for you to do it again? And where do your importances lie? We'll get into that in just a minute. So if we have some kind of allegiance to a particular party or a particular group of people, and then a case comes in where where somebody's child was charged with a crime. And they come to you. Yeah, come on, Sheriff. Look. Come on. Just a mistake. He's a good kid. Can't anything you can do for me, you know? <clears throat> Little something, something. Now you're in trouble. Because you got to be thinking. All right. If I don't help out, I'm probably not going to get reelected. There's a good chance I'm not going to be reelected because they're going to go back and tell everybody who voted for me that that I didn't help them out. Your mind has to be doing that. I'm sure it is. I mean, look around. You can Google this. Um, How many sheriffs for one term? Well, go back and, and take a look at that one term. Was that one term really hard on crime? Put some initiatives together that, that got out there and, and, and started, you know, dropping the uh, narcotics rate, violence rate, prostitution rate, 
illegal gambling rate, whatever. Uh, and they were one term. Um, doesn't always work that way. I mean, a sheriff in uh, um, Arizona, I won't name him because I don't know him personally, but he was sheriff for a long time. And he was, he was hard-nosed on crime. What's the difference there? The difference there is that, that the majority of the people in the county where he was a sheriff, they loved that. They loved that kind of old Western style, you know, we're going to do what's right. And see, that's just it. So when you become sheriff, <clears throat> and I don't know if you guys know this, but, but really anybody can run for sheriff. It doesn't have to be former law enforcement. Doesn't have to be current law enforcement. Anybody can run for sheriff. Uh, then you have to go to a school most of the time, like a sheriff. So you have to. There's some things you have to do, but you don't have to have any background in law enforcement at all. Uh, that bothers me. But <laughs> I'm going to be the sheriff, and I was a chef at, at at a restaurant, and I know nothing about policing. But I'm going to go in and be the head of this agency. That is a head slapper for me. That'd be like saying. Um, we want the next CEO of Tesla to be um, um, I don't know, be a cop. <laughs> no, knows nothing about being a CEO. Knows nothing about the technology. Good, solid cop. Next CEO of Tesla. Nobody would think that's a good idea. Nobody. So why is it a good idea for anybody to be able to run for sheriff? Well, because that, that's where, how it's written. I know how it's written. I know how the state constitutions work out. I get that, okay? I, I'm, I'm just saying we should probably think about that. Let's go back to the chief for a minute. When, when this agency where the chief retired, when they put out this job opening, which they should do by standard, no matter who they pick, they should put it out, it's going to have a list of qualifications, and those qualifications are going to include policing. <laughs> That's going to be the main qualification. Management's a big part of that, right? Um, I knew another chief that was that got a chief's position at a very, very small agency here in our county. This agency has like four officers, tiny. Um, and he wasn't there very long. He did some great things there. But I realized what he was doing very quickly. To be a chief, you must have been a chief many times. That's kind of, you know, to be a chief, you must have been a chief of some type. That, that, not always, but that helps, right? Because you put on your application, well, I was the chief of da-da-da. Oh, this guy already has experience. Boom. And that's what he did. So the, this, this, this gentleman actually went and became a chief at a larger agency within like a year. He just wanted that on the resume. So now let's go back to sheriffs. You don't have to have any of that. You don't. Um... Could be good. Sounds bad to me. Not sure how you're going to lead a bunch of people in and around law enforcement if you have no idea and no background about law enforcement. That sounds like a very interesting social experiment. <laughs> but nonetheless, when you are elected sheriff, whether you have law enforcement experience or not, you, you raise your hand and you swear an oath, just, just like any other law enforcement official. And nowhere in that oath does it say, and I swear to uphold the beliefs of the Republican Party, blah, 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 and those who got me elected, yay. That doesn't happen. 
I swear to uphold the laws of the city, county, state, federal. I mean, uphold the law, regardless. So if we're running and we're electing, and let's say, I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use I'm gonna use narcotics, okay? Um, you're running, and there's a group that um, that 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 got you elected. You were on that party that believes all narcotics should be legalized. It's just dumb to have them illegal, and they should all be legalized. And and maybe you didn't run heavily on that platform because you knew, oh, that's that's kind of polarizing. But but you 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 put your you put quite a few eggs in that basket. You get elected. You realize when you come in, or maybe before you came in, that, that there's a big narcotics problem in your county. Got to do something about it. Let's say methamphetamine and heroin. Big problem. So you put together a narcotics task force to, to crack down on the meth dealers and the heroin dealers. And, and you're starting to be successful. Lo and behold, you start to arrest known people. Children, wives, husbands, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, whatever it may be. And now guess what? You have made your party mad. Because how dare you? But where does your allegiance lie? Does your allegiance lie in those who got you elected? Or does your allegiance lie in your oath, which is to uphold the laws? Well, that's an easy answer. And the answer is, your allegiance is in the oath. But by, by the simple nature of how we're electing law enforcement officials, puts all that in a sticky wicket, right? Well, I'd like to get reelected, so if I do this, then, oh my gosh. And, and, and then we get into... Well, gosh, that crime rate, I got to get that down. And, oh, let's, well, maybe we'll just do this. And maybe we'll be a little soft on this. And maybe instead of arresting them for that, which the law states will do, we'll, we'll just, you know, maybe just give them a ticket. We'll just release them on ticket. Or, oh, maybe we'll just, you know, just get rid of that and give them a verbal warning. Or maybe we'll, this is where the slippery slope begins. Now. Am I saying this happens with all sheriffs? No, 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 no. I know many, many, many sheriffs. Um, many are my friends, good friends, um, who don't act like this and who get reelected. I will say, though, uh, each election's pretty darn close. <laughs> like, ooh, that's pretty close. Um, a sheriff wants to get reelected, not just because it's a job, but like in my state, uh, once a sheriff, I think it's two and a half terms. We'll call it three terms, but I think technically it's like two and a half terms. Well, once you do that as a sheriff in our state, then then you're set. You you get your full sheriff's retirement. Uh, you get medical. You get all kinds of stuff for you and your, your your spouse. And I mean, you are set at that point. Not just county retirement, like the state. You're set. So you want to hit that mark. But you can't hit that mark, you know, if, you, if, if you're not reelected. 
how would I say it needs to be done? I told you in the beginning here, I don't have answers to this. This is just something that's always on my mind for some reason as I work with so many agencies across the nation. Um, you know, you're going back to the, to the chief for just a minute, you know, and you know, Hey, who, who wants to apply? Here's the job qualifications, put in your resume, put in your application, give us a list of your, of your, of your, your, your post police officer standards and training certification, your post, uh, uh, training record, your, you know, everything that you should give. Right. And, and then we'll take it to, um, the, uh, a committee that is in the police department. Uh, as well as a committee that is within the, the city council, uh, mayor, people like that, they're going to get together and they're going to trim this list down to those who are going to interview. And, and it's going to be a joint thing. It's going to be a joint thing. You know, you don't necessarily just want the council voting on it because <clears throat> they don't know anything about policing, unless there happens to be a cop on the council. But, but they don't know anything about that. <clears throat> you don't necessarily just want the cops doing it. Because, you know, you want to make sure you have both sides giving feedback. Well, like this one, why? Just, hey, I, I was a hiring manager for a long time. That's how I did this. I got people together from groups that weren't even in my groups. Hey, here's who I got. Can you come to this interview with me? Ask them some questions. Da, 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 da. I wanted opinion. Because the chief is going to have to work with not only the police, but the fire and all the other law enforcement or, or public safety agencies and the council and the citizenry and, 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 and. So it should be a committee. What about the sheriff? I know this will not be a Harry Potter magic wand because this is written into so many uh, state constitutions and, 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 and policies within the counties that it shall be elected. That's fine. But let's think for a minute. Why can't we do the same thing there? Here's my application for sheriff. I give all my stuff, the county commission, the county seats, you know, uh, maybe, maybe some, maybe some public interest groups, same for the police, get, get a committee together and, 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 and vote on well, not the election vote, but you know what I mean? Getting together and saying, we like these Three. Those four ladies, these two guys, let's get them in here. Let's do an interview. Let's go from here and let's break this down. I mean, I've, I've thought about that too. You know, <clears throat> county commissioners uh, are elected. They're elected in districts. Their district elects them. And, and they are to vote uh, within uh, what they think their, their, their constituents in the district want. So why not let them be on a panel that you know, selects a sheriff, not, not alone. We need people from the sheriff's department. You know, we, we need that mix. Therefore, thereby being that then the sheriff isn't so tied and akin to just one group of people. J just the, the majority voters. Doesn't, I don't care if it, I don't care what party it is. Doesn't matter to me. But it's not, they're not tied to that for their livelihood because that's really what it is if you don't get reelected you are literally out of a job 
And then you're putting together a resume to go be a captain in some police department, or maybe you're just going to retire or do something else, whatever. But it's, it's tied to your livelihood. And I'm not sure it should be. Because those allegiances, even perceived allegiances, have no place in law enforcement. We should be treat everybody the same, use the, the lenses of law. As I heard an attorney say once, I liked it, the lenses of law. Looking at it from the law's point of view. Is it wrong? Is it right? Did you do it? Did you not do it? The lenses of law. The lenses of law, there's no place for politics. Definitely something I've been kicking over, you know? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I'll, I'll give you my email in the end, or you can hit me up on uh, Twitter and all. We'll talk about that. But just curious on, on what your thoughts would be on is there a place for politics in law or should they truly be separated out? Hmm. You know, one last thing I'll tell you here is let's go to state law for a minute. Um, state patrol troopers. What do you have? Whatever it is. Um, they're, it's not a chief usually, it's a commander or whatever they've given themselves. They're not elected. They don't run for office. Um, go up to federal. FBI director is not elected. The DEA is not elected. And you go, oh, well, wait a minute, DJ. They kind of are. Because whoever is elected as president, vice president, whatever party there kind of controls that. And, and, and they can, they got a lot of power to put in who they want. Yes. And I think that kind of proves my point. Cause how many directors of those do you see transfer over to the next president for very long at all? Not very long. We start losing consistency. We start losing that, that level bubble because now it's, we're going to change things based on the politicians that are handling law. <sighs> Let's don't forget. Lady justice is blind. Think about the statue. She's holding the scales of justice. She's holding the law and she has a blindfold on. She's, she's basing it on the scales of guilt or innocence backed by the law and she has no idea and no care who it is in front of her. Lady Justice is telling us something. She's telling us something. Don't, not sure we're listening. Hmm. All right. Now it's time for some stupid criminals. Boy, do I have some for you now. Burglar arrested after he left his mobile phone on charge at the house of one of his victims. Yep, that's right. The, the man was rifling through one of the rooms in Washington, D.C. 
Um, and whoops, somebody came home. He jumped out a closed window. Fun. Uh, <laughs> police searched the house later because he got away. But probably just followed the trail of blood drops. But nonetheless, um, the police searched the house and later found a cell phone. They asked somebody in the house, is this anybody's cell phone? No, not ours, not ours. Literally charging. Didn't think about charging it before he went to his burglary time. Anyway, um, <laughs> officers called one of the numbers in his contacts. This is a clue, folks. Have a lock screen. Anyway, uh, the, the contact that they called said uh, the phone owner had been you know, involved in, uh, in, in many burglaries. They just pretty, pretty much spit it out. Uh, well, they found the guy. And, of course, leaving his phone led to him being arrested and charged with not one, but ten burglaries. Ooh, lots of lessons there, right? Charge your phone before you're going to go commit a burglary. Have a lock screen. And um, don't tell anybody, because they're all snitches. All right, here, but how about this one? Got two criminal masterminds here. Um, they are going to rob a courier. Somebody transferring packages, right? They waited for the courier's par car to pass, um, and then they chased him, shooting at the vehicle until the courier was forced to pull over. The, uh, the two men made off with what they thought was a suitcase full of cash, but back at their secret hideout, think of, uh, think of the Wonder Twins, right? Super friends. Back at the Hall of Justice. Anyway, uh, back at their secret hideout, the bandits prepared to force the locks and spring the cash, and that's when they noticed their plan, well, it didn't really go like they thought. It was money. They grabbed the wrong one. They grabbed the courier's first aid kit. Yep. Uh, I love this quote. Police spokesman said if there was an arrest for the, uh, was a, or rather an award for the dumbest crooks, they would certainly be in the running. Yep, they sure were. A courier wasn't harmed or anybody like that. Two more. Uh, robbers broke into a cell phone store, which technically wouldn't be robbers. That'd be burglars because nobody was there. But nonetheless, um, that's one of my triggers. In Mexico, with the aim of stealing some cell phones. Well, they grabbed cell phones uh, real quick and, and ran out. However, uh, they grabbed the cell phones that were on display. Been to a cell phone store lately? Some of them... Uh, are, are, are real. Most of them are just plastic replicas. Well, that's what they grabbed. About 10 plastic replicas. Uh, there was uh, a very fine camera in the store, and these guys decided to not cover their face or their identity, nor um, park their car around the corner. They parked it right in front of the store, actually backed it in. Beautiful license plate. Uh, needless to say, these guys are in prison for stealing plastic cell phone replicas. And the last one. <laughs> this this one, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to read. It's short, but I'm gonna try to read with a straight face. I don't know if I can. Uh, robbers in Michigan. They entered a record store. Yes, record stores are on the comeback. Um, nervously waving revolvers, as the as the witnesses said. One of them shouted, "Nobody move!" His partner moved, and he shot him. 
<laughs> There's no video of this, but I sure wish there was. Uh, he didn't kill him. He just shot him. But can you imagine? Nobody move. Partner move. Uh-oh. Um, they didn't get away with anything. Uh, they were. They, they, well, one of them ran out of the store. The other one kind of hobbled out of the store. Uh, and uh, they were found later at a hospital trying to get treatment for the gunshot wound. Maybe they should have practiced this. Maybe should you know have a little conversation. Like, okay, look, I'm gonna yell, nobody move, okay? Uh, but I don't mean you. Uh, I'm gonna try not to be nervous, but uh, oh boy. You know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with, or maybe you do agree with me, or have a topic you'd like me to cover. Have a funny police story? I'd like to hear that too. Email me at off the beat, all one word, off the beat at MotorolaSolutions.com to give me your thoughts and ideas and check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore off the beat. Until next time, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.